It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. I think they had a deal. This was a sweetheart deal. This was designed to give Hunter Biden a slap on the wrist, let him get away with zero jail time. And its most important function was to cover up for the big guy, to cover up from Joe Biden, to say all these matters are done, it's all closed, it's over. Nobody knew. And mm-hmm. the judge just found out and said, oh, no, I don't know who struck this deal, but that's not going to that's not gonna fly. Yeah. So Hunter's plea deal goes away. they got to come back in a month with something else. They were trying to say, as Ted Cruz said there, that this plea deal included any future prosecution of Joe or Hunter or anybody related to them for anything else that came down the pike. And as we all know, over the past month, all the allegations with the whistleblowers that included with with wrongdoing with the, with the Biden crime family. It's pretty interesting because uh, this judge, uh, she's being deemed a hero this morning. She just went, you know, in all my years of being a judge, I have never quite seen something so unusual. That you get to be scot-free off of any other charges. And she was even more concerned, she said, that they came up with this deal on the gun charge that traditionally carries a 10-year jail term. Sure. She was like, you all agreed to this? Well, it's like Ted said there, this was a not, This is way more than it. Everybody wow. expected a sweetheart deal, sure, obviously. But not something that would cover their tracks on everything. It was uh, all of it. Yeah, it was crazy. And then the judge, before he left, she told him, she said, do yourself a favor there, there, Mr. Uh, Biden, get yourself a job and stay away from drugs. So she told him, she said, get your act together. <laughs> I love this woman. She's going to be she, she should be on the Supreme Court. Jeez, put her up there for a nominee next time there's an opening. She was <sighs> but uh, uh, they, they he should be looking. He may be looking at prison time now. After this deal went away, they got 30 days, both sides, to come back to the judge to, to explain to her constitutionally how you came up with this deal. Let's not forget what happens on Monday. Supposedly, Hunter's buddy comes out, Mr. Archer. It comes out and is supposed to testify. You can turn it down like three times. He's out of options before the House Oversight Committee about him being a witness to Joe knowing about all of Hunter's business deals with the access peddling charge. Yeah, according to all reports, too, Devin Archer is in hiding as we speak. Not an official charge, allegation right now, because they, they refuse to charge him with anything. But wow. again, so all of this is going to come out, probably some more stuff, as that guy tries to save his own hide. And then Hunter goes back to court a month from now with something. It should be interesting. I, I think uh, Hunter may be going to prison. It's a reason why the White House official take on Hunter is now this. Boy, has this changed in two weeks. The president, the first lady, they love their son, and they support him as he continues to rebuild his life. Oh, isn't that different? Isn't that different? We've gone now from the president didn't know, never talked to his son about the business dealings to, well, we hope he rebuilds his life. They're going to now, because they have to, they have to portray him as the crackhead that he is, the crook that he is. The creeper that he is, and they get a distance, like you said, from Hunter as much as they possibly can. He's moving out of their house in Delaware as we speak. Yeah, this president does not want to go down with his son. However, this Devin Archer could change the whole shenanigans uh, and, and make it a reality come Monday. I mean, if he can put the president in conversations... I mean, he sat on the board, Burisma board, with yep. Hunter Biden. So he knows exactly what went on. I mean, he's a key witness, but they said uh, he's in none of his. They, they can't find him. They, they said that Devin Archer is in hiding because he's already had death threats. Might make it easier for him to show up now, though. Now wow. that now that the word is out there about with maybe that's why he was delaying. 
Now that the word is out there about exactly how much stuff was in this plea deal, now he can come out and say, you know, hey, maybe I was a victim, he can say. Wow. Maybe I was threatened. You know, it was funny because when this broke yesterday, I thought, just think of all the people across this country who have been in in trouble with the IRS and had to serve prison terms. They were probably cheering just on just on the IRS charges. Oh, I know. Never mind the gun charge. This guy didn't pay his taxes. He willingly admitted for two years. It was actually five. Anybody else goes to prison. Not Hunter Biden. He got a slap on the wrist. Not anymore. But so much more than just a sweetheart deal. So much more. Nobody knew this. This was just revealed to the world yesterday that it was to cover all of the Bidens. Isn't that amazing? How does that even work legally? Like, I, how does it get that far? Well, that's what the judge wants to know. Where that's did you incredible. come up with this incredible deal for this guy? Uh, it's. She said it was unconstitutional. She said this. This. This goes against every grain of my being as a judge. Uh, this does not exist. So she wants to know how they came up with this deal. So I mean, these attorneys could be in trouble for coming up with a deal that is really not legal. Man, I hope they are. Should be interesting to see what happens. All right. fun. Let's get out of the swamp here for a quick second. This is, well, it's weird, but it's also one of these. Feel good story of the day. An Arizona teen who was missing for nearly four years is safe. Turned yeah. up at a police department. Isn't that amazing? Uh, she disappeared from her Glendale home in 2019 at the age of 14. Uh, they, she just apparently was going to a new school. Uh, her mother says she is a highly functional autistic teenager. And she said, you know, they'd, they'd spent the day because they were going to this new school. She said her daughter was kind of nervous about it. So they spent the day doing all kinds of neat stuff, making her happy. She said she went to bed that night. The mother woke up. Kid was gone. Just disappeared. Four years later, she walks into a police station in Montana. Alicia and, and, Navarro's her name and just shows up. Out of nowhere, like you're saying. Yeah, and the cops say that the officer that apparently held the news conferences, Jose Miguel Santiago, he said yesterday, by all accounts, she was safe. She appears healthy. She looks happy. She just walked into the police station. Here's a piece of the news conference. Alicia Navarro has been located. She is, by all accounts, safe. She is, by all accounts, healthy. And she is, by all accounts, happy. Wow. So I, I don't mom, even know if we need to know the details of it. I'm just glad, you know, how how seldom do you get good wow. news after a story like this? Never. And and usually, I mean, you know, you, you think of the uh, Elizabeth, what the heck was her name? Remember? Smart. Smart girl. You know, she was found walking down the street. But, I mean, the, the, the trauma that that girl went through, it, it makes you wonder. The mother assumes what, what they always believed, the mother always believed, was it was somebody that she had been talking to online gaming and that maybe oh. she went to meet that person. Yeah. But still... You know, it, it, you were 14 years old. Who hides you for four years and doesn't call your mother and say, oh, your kid's with us? Uh, it's it's a strange story, but thank goodness she's safe and she's alive. It was pretty incredible. This is incredible, too. We'll have the sound from this, uh, from some witnesses of it. This story about the Manhattan crane collapse yesterday wow. was everywhere. Now get this. The crane company had invo- been involved with other deadly crane accidents in the past, yet they were still operating. How does that happen? I don't And there were so many clear videos of this thing. Like, I saw dozens of them yesterday from hey, all different angles. Wow, and, and watching that thing fall, I was like, how did that not kill somebody? Man. Jeez. Look at that and uh, how they're treating the Sinead O'Connor story now, the investigation. Apparently not... Uh, not foul play or anything. Yeah, they're saying it was maybe she had a heart attack. I don't know. We'll wow. cover it coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. We had a collapse. 
the top part of the crane, the boom, and a 16-ton load crashed to the ground. Once they hit the street, it was like another boom, another boom explosion, and then you just saw everybody running everywhere, everybody trying to get shelter. We first saw this wow. thing, and it was Fox had a live feed of the thing, and it was a slow news day, so they, they kept on it for like a half hour or 45 minutes. But then I saw it, it had to be over two dozen individual videos, clear as day of this thing, from all different angles, some of them from the opposite building. Isn't it pretty amazing, though, something like this happens in how many different views you get? So, I mean, if this... Never seen as many as this one. Yeah, so if the crane company, you know, say something suspicious was going on, and the crane company was trying to get away with it, you'd never get away with it because there were so many angles, as you just mentioned, somebody caught everything on video. Well... They have gotten away with things before. It turns out the crane company, reportedly, according to New York media, and the crane operator involved in the crane collapse in Manhattan, which was scary. They got deadly histories. Daily News has got a story saying the crane company, the same one that was involved in two deadly accidents in 2008. Wow. Seven people died in an accident in Midtown. Two died in the Upper East Side. They also say Wednesday's crane operator, the guy in charge of it, Chris Van Dyne, and his brother were charged with endangering public safety. In uh, another deadly accident in 2008. How are these people still in business? I don't know. I don't, you just can do something like that? No problem. Pay a $25,000 fine. You're good. Wow. This thing was... It was... Way scarier than I thought. A dozen people got hurt. Yeah, I don't know how anybody didn't get killed. Can you imagine? I mean, here you are. You're minding your own business. You're walking down the street in New York City. And next thing you know, a crane falls on top of you. How it didn't hit anybody on the ground is amazing. And then they had... It was that we were... Uh, amazed by the the fire hose from an opposite building. I don't know how far it was. A, it's tough to see with perspective. Looked like it was a couple of hundred yards away, but they shot this plume of water. Yeah, for the, on top of the thing from the other building. It was incredible. And then we were thinking, how much of this has fallen on the ground? You know, they they're probably flooding the streets below. But it was. I I never knew they had those kind of capabilities to shoot from one you know rooftop of one high rise to the top of another high rise. It was pretty impressive. But fortunately, I mean, 12 people were injured, unfortunately. Fortunately, nobody was killed, which is in itself a miracle when you see this thing crashing to the ground. You know, maybe I would assume you would hear it. But even if a large piece was falling and you look up, the odds of you running out of the way were pretty slim. Oh, it fell fast. It had well, like a three for those. So it was malfunctioning. And then the top of the crane falls, hits the other. A lot of damage to the building across the street from it. Really? Then it's the side of its own building, and then it fell. Wow. It had every, and then on fire. And then it was on fire. And it had a little it bit had, of everything. It really did. But uh, kudos to the fire department for handling that situation. But I get a feeling this crane company isn't going to be in business much longer. How can you have that kind of, you know, that track record, and then now this? Oh, with this kind of attention. Ooh. No, it's... You it's, couldn't avoid this story no, it was, yesterday. It was, it's too scary. Well, no, sad news you. from the world of entertainment. Sinead O'Connor passed away at 56, so they're they're not treating it as suspicious. I don't know. It's you know it, it's interesting because now, of course, they're they're combing through her life. This is horrible. I mean, I, it, it's terrible being a celebrity or somebody that famous. They have they're going through every Instagram post, every TikTok, every Facebook post. Oh yeah. Uh, she had recently moved into a new flat somewhere in London. She said, "I'm happy to be home." Uh, and she showed pictures of her unpacking and what the kitchen looked like and what the new flat looked like. And then she even went on to say she was writing new music and she was planning on going on tour next year. 
And, and then they found her, I, I guess paramedics or maybe it was a welfare check. I don't know how they found her, but the paramedics found her unresponsive and they pronounced her dead on the scene. I guess it was inside her new apartment, but they're saying it's not suspicious. So, I mean, did she have a heart attack at 50, 56? I mean, she's young. I don't know. Weird one, though. It's, uh, it's What kind of struck me, Yeah, I, I kind of get it, Just the, but the amount of I, contemporaries and younger artists that uh, offer their condolences, though, a massive reaction. She was a lot more influential than I think a lot of people realize. Yeah, it, what, the one that really shocked me, and maybe it's because they're both from Ireland, uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. He was like in tears talking about her, that she was like the greatest thing that ever happened from Ireland. I was like, wow, okay. So she did. She had a huge impact. But that song that Prince wrote, you know, Nothing Compares, was the one that really made her. Talk about the dirt that comes up. I was just reading an article, uh, now that you mentioned that, about Prince's not-so-happy reaction to her success for that song. Really? A lot of jealousy, say the tabloids. Oh, please. <laughs> made he him made, a lot of money. I was going to say, made him probably more money than it made her. Yeah. It was his song. Yeah, he wrote it, so I don't Jeez. know. Jeez. I, I, I don't believe half of the stuff you hear half the time, you know? between this artist stuff but it's it's either way it's a sad situation unfortunately you know she's best remembered for that saturday night live skit when she ripped up the picture of the pope and everybody was like oh my god what did she do never really lived that down no but you know it's as you said today if she did it today they'd be like eh what's the big deal oh it'd be nothing you probably wouldn't even have a, a story about it right it's like okay just another artist doing something crazy it's, it's sad, sad, sad news in the entertainment world. But isn't it ta- terrible, though? The first thing they do is dig up everything about your past. Yep. They talked about how she had a miserable childhood, how she was in an asylum when she was 15 years old. So, I mean, she's had mental health issues all her life. Now, the tortured artist. She had lost her son, her teenage son, to suicide here, I guess, just recently. And oh, she had done videos saying there's no point in living. So, I mean, a lot of point, people pointing to that. But uh, I don't know. Good. Not good. We need happy news. Well, this was, if you're a fan of uh, the U.S. women's soccer team, I guess it was a big win in the form of a tie last night with the Netherlands. It was, it was funny because, you know, Diener's, I always turn to Diener as our soccer, a soccer, you know, guru here. I said, they tied. What's the big deal? Usually that's not good news. But I guess that is good news in soccer. Yeah. Because you get a point, right? Yeah. I guess it was late, a late goal. Because when I had checked, I think it was into the 40th minute or something, they were still losing one nothing. I said, whoa, that's going to be a that's gonna be a big Wow, upset. you were checking on women's soccer. I'm shocked. No, it came across in a scroll. Oh, trust, okay. trust me. <laughs> okay. I'm not like, watching that. I was like, wow. I figured Dina would watch but, it for us. Yeah. But because they tied, they're, they're able to move on. So if they, you know, you, you got to be able to, I don't know, whatever. Okay. I, I it, It's so confusing. It's like everybody plays a game, but if you lose, you can't go anywhere. But if you win, you keep going. And you, even if you tie, you keep going. And, and then, then they put you all back together again and jumble it up and you play this one and that. I mean, and it takes like eight weeks. It's right. like, okay, can't you just do it like regular playoffs are? You know, you win, you advance. It's a game where a tie is a win. Yeah, it's it's very confusing. Yeah. All right, we got rapid fire coming up in just a couple of minutes. Update you on uh, more stories, everything that's happening. Stick around for that. The South Florida Morning Show. Day. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 W. Let's catch you up. What's going on in and out of your world, Jen? What's up? Now you know what? I'm just fascinated by this story. Not only the uh, Rex Hewerman situation with the serial killer at Gilgo Beach, Ugh. but this Carly Russell disappearance. Now more information is coming out. The rumor this morning is she is going to be looking at jail time and or a very large fine. According to the Hoover police chief, they knew instantly that her story was a lie. 
They said they had videotape of the highway, so they knew there was no baby. Right. They knew there was no tractor trailer. And then they still, because of public pressure, because they didn't know what really happened to her, she could have been an endangered person just because she was mentally unstable. They had to spend countless hours and, and like all of their resources of this little tiny police department trying to find this woman who just happens to show up. 72 hours later, unharmed, and with a great, incredible story. I tell you, for a small police department in Hoover, Alabama, they handled this perfectly. Remember, they wouldn't talk? They wouldn't release any details because they were waiting for her to come forward. Yeah. And they knew right away what the deal was. Good job. Yeah, they knew that it was pretty much, uh, it was all made up. (laughs) So, now all coming out saying she will probably be charged with making a false report. She should be charged for the cost of the investigation. She should be spending time in prison. I got a feeling that it's all going to be a moot point. They're going to say that she's mentally unstable and that all charges will be eventually dropped as long as she gets mental health. Most likely, right? So that's probably what's going to happen. But what a story. Come um, on. Unbelievable. What possesses somebody to, to, I don't know. to do that? I mean, to go through all those lengths. I don't know. Because you you think like a mentally sound person. Maybe. She was not mentally sound. There's no doubt about it. There's something going on there. Well, in the swamp, White House isn't saying too much about it, but Hunter's plea deal uh, hit a bit of a snag yesterday. In fact, the judge looked at it and said, no, how did this get this far? (laughs) This is insane. The long and short of it is, and Ted Cruz had a great explanation of it last night on Hannity. He said, what was stuffed into this this plea deal included Hunter being completely protected along with Joe for any future crimes that had nothing to do with these original charges. It was insane. What but I don't understand is how does the prosecution agree to that? You know, I can see the the his defense attorneys throwing everything in the world against the wall hoping that somebody's gonna bite. And the judge was like, this isn't even constitutional that you agreed to this plea deal. What what were you thinking? At the end of it, uh, and they're gonna come back in a month. But the hearing ended with Hunter pleading not guilty to it. Ah, yeah, sure. Where it was going to be guilty, but would pay no penalty whatsoever. I get On anything. Hunter may be looking at prison time. I'm telling you, I don't know anybody who's ever been found guilty of tax evasion not doing time. And let's keep in mind, okay, these these are charges what they are. The real stuff is really coming to light now with the House Oversight Committee. And his former business partner and former friend, whatever it was, who can put... Joe Biden on the phone as he was sitting next to Hunter talking about and arranging the influence peddling deals with Burisma. He's a witness to it. This guy is going to testify, they think, on Monday or at least very, very soon. The real stuff is coming out now. It can't, it's going to be it's a, huge. Monday's going to be huge when this Devin Archer testifies. I can't wait to hear this. What that, this that, guy just, says. that just struck me so much when it came to what, the wording of the plea deal once the judge got to look at oh, it. Oh, it was when, incredible. You see that. <laughs> It's it's you get pardoned from any future crimes that you may be prosecuted. Was, what? We all knew it was a sweetheart deal, not a protection scheme. Yeah. Then, you're right. How did the prosecutors even pass? It, How did it get to a federal judge? Well, that's the thing. Who paid off the prosecutors? Jeez. Because that's a hell of a deal. And then she said before he left the courtroom after he pleaded guilty, she says, by the way, Mr. Biden, find a job and stay away from drugs. Huh, that's good. I was like, some, I like this good advice. Some motherly advice. <laughs> yeah. You know. Get a job. <laughs> I mean, like, wow. Just, just to finish it off, I mean, how telling is that, too? It would be like if you ground your kids and they'd be like, all right, so let me just make a deal. You ground me now, but don't ground me for the stuff that's going to happen next week. Wait, right. well, what are you planning? What do you mean you don't want to be punished for right. something 
that hasn't happened yet. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so it's wow. just, let, let me just play this cut from you. Too. Listen to the different tone from the White House, right? The official response. Listen to how different this, different this is in just a couple of weeks. The president, the first lady, they love their son, and they support him as he continues to rebuild his life. That was never said before. They're mm-hmm. distancing him as the lunatic, crook, crackhead that he is now. Yeah. Because he's taken this whole presidency down. Yeah. And they are distancing. They are putting up. They are giving him the Heisman. Yeah, he's scared. You're you're right. right. Here's your walking papers, kid. Get away. Go move to a different state. We don't know you. Well, it wasn't just uh, Hunter uh, in the swamp yesterday, guys. We talked about it a little bit earlier. I'll just add on to it. The uh, UFO hearings that took place, UAP hearings, I guess they're calling them Mm -hmm. now officially. Um, this, This ended up being a big deal. You know, we talked about it yesterday saying, you know, let's see what comes from it. But this, this guy, there were three guys there, but the one that got the most attention was David Grush, who was the head of like a UAP task force. He was literally, his job was literally to investigate this stuff. And as he investigated it, he started to get stonewalled. Yeah, they wouldn't let him do his job, I guess. Right. And even though he had people <laughs> telling him, hey, you know, we have these things and we have bodies and we have craft and we're reverse engineering and people are being killed over it. That's when he decided to come out and say, I have to tell everybody what's going on. And so for him to say the things that he did yesterday, which was admitting everything I just said, under oath in front of Congress, in front of the world, it was uh, it was pretty wild. It was. It was. And, and historically, no matter what you think about it, it's in the congressional record. Now. Right. For the first time ever, somebody's speaking about this. And stuff. it was funny because on the way to work this morning, you know, I got Fox News on and I hear, oh, Hunter Biden's plea deal goes, you know, to hell in a handbasket. Oh, and Congress is talking about UFOs. And I went, when would you ever hear that? That that it headline was, ever was, before. It was surreal watching it yesterday, honestly, to see like Nancy Mace asking him, "Well, what bodies were recovered, human or non-human?" He said, "Non-human." She didn't and know I'm, what to do with that either. No, she, she was didn't. Like, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was striking. But I think a bigger point too, and maybe not a bigger point, but a big point to go along with it is just to think about when the people talk about the shadow government, right? Like Trump is talking about shadow government and things like that. Oh yeah, these are the people. Who, wow. who are keeping this technology for money and power and all this stuff. So, allegedly, I, I guess. I think you're, I'm with you. I think that's what the story is. It's, you know, alien life is what it is. They come here, they don't, whatever. They wind up at Jen's house for pasta or they don't. You never know. But isn't the story the cover-up? That's right, exactly. And what they're keeping from us? It's It just goes to show you, yeah. you know, what links they go to. So, more is going to come from it. That's not the first oh, one. Yeah. That's not the last one. I'm going to start drinking more wine, gentlemen, just so you know. Why? A new study. First of its kind kind (laughs) ever has found that women who drink two glasses of muscadine wine daily, there's a catch though, show significant improvements in the elasticity and the water retention of their skin, making them look 10 to 15 years younger than what they actually are. Was this study put together by a bunch of drunk soccer moms? I think it was. Yes. It is non-alcoholic. <laughs> oh, is that right? Muscadine wine. Muscadine. What the hell would be the point? And they said, I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand why they tried to do it, but they say <laughs> the muscadine grapes have been found to have a unique polyphenolic, sure. whatever it is, profile in comparison to the other red wine grapes. So it's the grape that makes it. So why wouldn't you just eat the just grapes? Just eat the grapes, yeah. Unless they taste like crap. I don't know. I don't know what a muscadine grape tastes like. I don't like. think they sell those in Publix. I, I don't think so. Grapes. But I got news for you. It's going to be a big deal now. Oh, I've heard of it. I think it's a southern thing. Is, is it right? not? I, I have no, Bill, I have no idea. Huh. But I'm going to go find out, and I'm going to be drinking barrels of this stuff. <laughs> Jen's going to come in with her <laughs> snack bag tomorrow. It's just going to be a giant bag of muscadine grapes. <laughs> Sweet like an IV. That's right. <laughs>
Or just a big, big container of <laughs> wine. This goes right in there. Uh, this is an amazing story here out of Arizona. A teen that had been missing for four years from Arizona miraculously shows up at a police station and is totally safe. This is wild. 18 years old, Alicia Navarro. Showed up alone at a police station in Montana, of all places. Back in 2019, she was 14 then, and she just disappeared. Her uh, started a runaway case. Obviously, it had been a cold case. Nobody knows what happened. We're probably not going to get all the details, but how seldom does a case like this wind up with the the greatest possible news? And, and what's even more astonishing, though, she the the cop said she appears of you know in great health, in great shape. She was happy. It wasn't like she was abducted and kept somewhere for four years against her will. So it, wherever she was, they took really good care of her. I don't. I don't know I don't where know. she was, but I mean, th- there was a huge, you know, APB for this kid. I oh, mean, yeah. she was on the wanted list and be on the lookout for, you know, child. They thought she was abducted at first. So uh, you know, everybody in law enforcement would have known about it. She just walks into the police station. Hi, here I am. Heard you're looking for me. It's a wild story. Probably willfully left her home, like you're saying, Jen. According to authorities, she's not going to face any charges for anything like a hoax or anything like that. But she's back and wow. very healthy. Don't know. Just took off. Wow. Thing is, where was she for four years? I don't know. Ran away and from just, home and, and wanted to come back. Yeah, yeah, but not call your mother? Mother said they spent the whole day together. She was apprehensive about going to a new school. And so they, to you know lessen the burden, they spent the day together doing everything the kid wanted to do. And then she said, I went to bed that night, woke up the next morning, kid's gone. Wow. She's disappeared. Well, she's back now, so wow. Wow. it's quite a story. Huh. Well, finish off with this real quick, guys. A, an update. I think I spoke about it yesterday. It's all kind of blending in. It's hard to remember. <laughs> Kylian Mbappe, the French uh, soccer player, soccer, global Going soccer Going to Saudi star. Arabia guy. Him? That was him. Okay. So we were talking about him because Saudi, the Saudi Arabian club was offering like an $800 million salary for oh, him to go to, to play for them. He's turning it down. Oh, come on. He wants to play with Messi. I think so. He's coming to Miami. I showed you that yesterday. See? Yes. I was right. Into Miami <laughs> off of uh, Commercial Boulevard is also getting Mbappe. <laughs> no, so basically he, he's turning it down. Um, he refused to negotiate with the Saudi Arabian club. He wants nothing to do apparently with, I guess, Saudis. Saudi money, Saudis in general, playing in the country. Wow. I don't know. But he uh, turned. Imagine turning down almost a billion dollars. I think. Well, that, how much does he make now, though? A lot. But yeah. I mean, still, it play, it play, he would have had a backlash. Look at all the live golfers just yeah. being associated with a Saudi company. He would have. He would have faced a backlash in Europe for years over that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So they, they might have stoned him in the street or something. Yeah. One never knows. He's staying home. Wow. Turn down that money. Oh, good for him. If you stick to your morals, good for you. And soccer little league signups have quadrupled in the states. <laughs> oh, you're not kidding. <laughs> Just like that. All right, we've got uh, more on uh, sad passing of Sinead O'Connor. We'll talk about that. But we also got some good news in entertainment. Dolly Parton's back with another banger. <laughs> Smash it or trash it. Another from her rock album. How do you like that? We're going to hear the whole album before it's released. I'm telling you. Coming to this conclusion. I'll tell you what she's covering this time. Coming up next, the East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. The all-new 850 WFTL mobile app. Listen live and more free in your app store. Sinead O'Connor, only 56, 
It's a big loss. I wow. mean, for the music world anyway. I can't ever claim to be the biggest fan of the world, but boy, a lot of people sure were. I, I was kind of surprised. You know, you would assume had Prince been alive, he probably would have been the first to say, well, you know, this is a horrific tragedy in the music world since that was his song that she made. Didn't she win the Grammy Award for that song? I think she did. I think she did too. Uh, and unfortunately, in many cases, you may remember her from her Saturday night skit in ripping up the Pope's picture. Never really downplayed it. It was, it was, yeah, I mean, she, you, you, probably one of the first things people think of when they think of her. I, I can remember because we were playing the song. Uh, I worked at RMF at the time. We were playing the song. And I remember there was a big meeting of the minds of whether or not to pull the song. After that stunt, I'm like, Wow, now really? It, now it'd be nothing. Now it, now you kidding me? Nothing. They'd play it ten times as much. Yep, probably. They, they do just the opposite. So it 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 just you know the time the ways of the times. But they said they found her unresponsive in her new home. She just moved back to I guess London. She's in London, right? And uh, she has been on social media the past couple of weeks. And of course, they're digging up every video and every picture she's posted, saying you know I'm going back on tour. I'm writing new songs. Blah blah. So they thought that you know mentally that she was you know getting better. Not being treated as suspicious, whatever that means. I don't know. Wow. Sad. Very sad. Because she's so young. Yeah, 56 is not Jeez. old. And the closer I get to it, it seems really not old. <laughs> the further I get away from it, I say it's not old. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, in much better music news, well, Dolly's done it again. Dolly Parton has another banger. Another rock song from her upcoming rock album, which is what? Coming out in the fall? It comes out November 17th. This time it- she's covered <laughs> Queen. Yeah, okay. It's uh, her, their classic, We Are the Champions, We Will Rock You. And like we do with all these releases, smash it or trash it, you guys decide. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here's a little sample. We kind of sounds like a We Are the World thing. Yeah, it does, huh? It's It sounds like the background singers are drowning her out. Uh, like yeah. their mics are louder than yeah. hers were. It the, definitely the, does. The way the mix was. Uh, uh, it's all right. First one I've heard I'm, I'm not really too enamored with. It, uh, I was surprised that because in most of these cases when she's like, I think she does a Rolling Stones song and Mick Jagger sings with her. I know McCartney. She got McCartney and Ringo to do an, a Beatles song. I don't know if it's Let It Be, but they're on the, the song with her. So traditionally, whatever song she did, whoever did the original came into the studio with Dolly and did the song. But no one from Queen, I don't think anybody from Queen showed up for this. All right. Well. But the album called Rockstar which was prompted after she was, you know, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She said, well, I might as well do a rock album. Uh, comes out November 17th. I think we're going to hear every, uh, there's 35 cuts on it. 35? I, I think we're going to hear every song on it before they're released the way she's going. I, it's, I, I guess it just keeps it relative, right? Is that why they keep it relative? Isn't that why they keep on releasing like every other week a different song? I guess so. I don't know. We've heard, um, yeah, we've heard a lot of them. We've heard at least at least seven or eight of them already. Her videos had 150,000 views already. That one? Yeah. Oh. In a couple of days. Wow. That's pretty good, I guess. Yeah. Everything Dolly touches turns to gold. I mean, she, she does amazing things. So I'm sure Rockstar is going to be a huge, watch, it'll probably be a platinum album overnight the way it's going. kind of hope it is. Yeah, good for her. She could, listen, more Dolly's a good thing. I don't really like that version of the song. There's a lot better Queen songs she could have done, but that's okay. I, I wonder how she picked the songs. I, I don't know how she did it, whether or not, you know, maybe groups told her or the star, the, the original <laughs> star said, hey, you know, Dolly, do my song. Who yeah, knows? I know. But if that were the case, Queen would have been there. Wow. 
Who knows? Good for you, Dolly. Keep on going. Her and Adam Lambert up on stage together. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, two things fell down to the ground yesterday. That crane in New York and Hunter's plea deal. Which one crashed harder? Boy, I think it was Hunter. <laughs> Got both a boy. Suspicious activity with the crane, though, that everybody saw yesterday. That's more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. So they said, well, yeah, of course we're going to investigate that. And suddenly Hunter's lawyer said, we're out of here. And the whole thing blew up. I'm glad it blew up. This deal stunk from day one. And it was about covering up Hunter and more importantly, covering up Joe Biden's involvement in the corruption. Ted Cruz live, everybody. Who knew Hannity? Was that on Hannity? I think it was. He was talking to Hannity. Hannity had people in the studio or something. But Ted has the best wrap-up of what this plea deal was. The Hunter plea deal, no one knew. Everyone knew it was a sweetheart deal. But what was in here was a provision that he's basically got immunity, and Joe does too, for anything they charge him with in the future. So it it was this this judge who is becoming quite the star. Her name is uh, Norika, I think is how you pronounce her last name. Uh, Mary Ellen Norika. She just kind of looked at the prosecution, and then she looked at the, the defense attorneys, and she said, you know what, I've been doing this a long time. She said, please tell me how you came to this plea deal. Because constitutionally, I don't think it's legal. How did it get to her desk even this far? I mean, that's insane. You know, maybe she was just waiting for them to show up in the courtroom. But he was supposed to plead guilty, Hunter, that was, and then get this sweetheart deal. But at the end of the day, ended up pleading not guilty to the charges against him. Uh, The felony charge for the gun situation, that carries a minimum 10-year sentence. Oh, yeah. And he was going to walk. Never mind the tax evasion charges. I, 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 we got to remember, my dad was a CPA. I watched people go, go get in trouble for tax evasion all the time, and they'd call him to bail him out. And, and he'd have to go to court with these people. I don't know of any of those clients that got in trouble for tax evasion. And these are, these are corporations that did bad things. They all went to prison. Yeah. yeah, they have right. Somewhere along the line, whether it was six months to five years to 10 years, all these guys went to prison. They were never given a little, oh, slap on the hand, have a nice life. On this... On both of these, Hunter pleads not guilty, as it turns out, when he was going to plead guilty and get not even a slap on the wrist. As a condition of his release, the judge told him to actively seek employment and stay <laughs> off drugs and alcohol. I didn't like that. Like, get like, a job. Like he's a 16-year-old <laughs> degenerate, which is basically what he is at 53. Yeah, he's unemployed. So now, so he's got to come back August 25th. God knows what they're going to claim then on these charges. Look, wow. everything that's going to happen in a month's time, though. Not even a month. On Monday, that <sighs> one guy, that Devin Archer, is that his name? But that's going to open the floodgates. Wow, that's going to be interesting to see. You he's, know? he's the guy now, the former business partner, I guess still friend, I don't know, was in the room with Hunter while Joe was on the phone in 2016 talking about the access peddling, the influence peddling. Right. Selling Joe's VP position to... Uh, Barisma and other officials for access. This, this whole thing may fall apart. I mean, the presidency. It, it should be interesting to see. Devin Archer also sat on the board with Hunter Biden. So maybe, oh. maybe it was daddy who got both of them on the board. I don't know. It and could be, and could maybe be. that's what you're well going to find be. out. So it's going to be interesting. They say he's going to testify. Did a job for Devin too? Yeah. He's, they said that uh, he testifies on Monday. That's going to be, I think that's going to like rattle Capitol Hill. What, was, how did, what did Kareem, what her name, what, I can never remember her listen name. Listen to this. Listen to how they, 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 they present it now. Not, uh, you know, my son's the smartest guy I know. Now it's this. The president, the first lady, 
they love their son and they support him as he continues to rebuild his life. So they're turning oh. on him now to distance Hunter as far as they can from the yeah. presidency and just going to portray him as a crack addict crook, which he is. Yes, we've tried to so, help him. So that connection isn't made to Joe. Yep, we're going, they're going to say we tried our best to help him. We we you know we put him in rehab and we got him help here, but it just wasn't enough. And you know, <laughs> a mother and father can only do so much, and that's exactly what they're going to say until this guy Devin destroys the president. But and by all intent and purposes, if what this guy is saying, this Devin Archer is saying, is true, and they can prove it. This president should be in prison. Uh, yes. There's no other way there's, to say it. There's no other way. There's I mean, no other way to say that's it. That's treason. You're selling family, You're selling country secrets to get benefits monetarily right. for you and your family. That's treason. You don't sell secrets. It's incredible. Come on. All right. Here's another thing that fell to the ground yesterday and was on fire. The crane in New York. Wow. Now, it's not just a Manhattan story, because now it's a safety issue. This company apparently had all kinds of problems, but here are some eyewitnesses. We had a collapse. The top part of the crane, the boom, and a 16-ton load crashed to the ground. When they hit the street, it was like another boom, another boom explosion. And then you just saw everybody running everywhere, everybody trying to get shelter. So the guy in charge Jeez. of the crane had been in trouble before, charged with endangering public safety for previous accidents, and the company, reportedly, had been involved in a collapse in Manhattan before. Okay, let, let, you know, when you, you go to, like, find a doctor, you yeah. can go, like, or you've, even a restaurant, for goodness sakes, you go look at the Yelp reviews and see how many people like it or who trashed it. Don't they have a site, like, if you're going to build a, a high-rise building, you're going to build a condo or a house or something, you can go check on whoever the... You know, developers that you're hiring, in this case, the crane people, the the builders. I mean, come on. Wouldn't you think? It would. It, it, how do you how do you go on after you've had two major violations against you? The guy, I get, boy, and they found him right away. Uh, the New York Daily News has the story. Chris Van Dyne and his brother were charged with endangering public safety, violating city construction codes after a deadly Manhattan crane accident in 2008. They both got fined 25 grand. That was it. Now they're back back on the job. Wow. Well, I mean, that was a while ago, so maybe they've changed things, but still, it makes you think, uh, you know, uh, no offense, once a crook, always a crook, but I, I mean, obviously, they something happened. Did the crane catch on fire first, and then it fell apart, or did it fall apart, and that caused the fire? I don't know, and it hit the building across the street from it, Ooh. and then hit the side of the building, and then fell. Ooh. Twelve people were injured in this. How anybody didn't get killed by just falling debris is beyond me. It was. They said one of the people that was hurt was the, one of the firefighters. They think he went into cardiac arrest fighting oh. this blaze from the other roof. That's craziness, though. It's, it, it's, you're not kidding. How, but how, can you imagine you're walking down the street and you hear all this noise and you look up and a crane is falling off of the roof? I mean, that's like something you see in a Superman movie. Come on. And there were so, you know, it's New York, so everybody's got cell phone video of it. I saw like dozens of angles from this. Wow. Inside the building, across the street, from the street, yeah, something above another building. Well, I don't know if this uh, this company, number one, how they're going to get insurance anymore after they have to pay this claim out. Yeah, right. But how does this crane company continue after you have every angle taken? You know, maybe it was just a freak fire and the fire started yeah. and that's what caused the crane to collapse. I can understand that. But still, you know, I, you got a safety record in the background that isn't so great and now this happens. I'd be wondering about hiring this crane company to do any more work as an architect or as a construction company.
Would you hire these people? I'd try not to. Maybe there's not that many of them. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Just look across the way. There's a lot of these cranes downtown. Oh, yeah. There's that one that's been sitting there for four years doing nothing. (laughs) What does it do? No progress. (laughs) We look at it every... It doesn't move. They have built an entire new apartment complex outside of our window while the crane beyond it downtown has been sitting there. (laughs) But you just look downtown. There's one, two, three. I'm counting six on top of roofs right now. Makes makes you wonder, doesn't it? think. Well, Mitch McConnell had a, uh, well, he had a meltdown yesterday. He froze. I thought it was like a little stroke. It was like somebody pressed the reset button Ooh. on him, and it's, caused, it's um, caused more calls for term limits or age limits in I, Congress. I, why aren't there? We'll tell you what I said about that and some more coming up next. The East South Little Morning Show. Keep it here. So the president called to check on me. I told him I got a sandbag. Oh, nice. How are you feeling now, sir? How are you feeling now? When Biden calls wow. and checks on your health, it ain't good. It ain't, well, you know, he, I, I went back and I watched this video probably, I don't know, 10 times. It is alarming. What's even more alarming is how long it takes for somebody else that's on this committee with him to actually intervene and say, uh, uh, hey, Mitch, you got anything else to say to the press or you want to go to your office? Mitch froze mid-sentence, wow. and it it looked as if you could have seen like the you know when your windows is restarting and you get the circle. That's right. It, it, it's like it's like it was somebody pressed the reset button on Mitch McConnell. It was like my Windows 10 update. That's what it was. On and, and and he just sat there staring at the camera, just staring straight ahead. It's... Nothing. There was nothing there. He was gone. And they said, what What did you find out you said from some doctor yesterday? All the medical experts chiming in. Because, listen, after Biden and actually some other older uh, elected officials and now the Mitch thing, they've talked about, you know, these freeze episodes they have. And apparently you can have a seizure without flopping on the ground. It can happen where you just freeze. Really? He has not. Let's not forget. It was just a couple of months ago. He hit his head in that restaurant. Yeah, and that was a really. They said he got a concussion yeah. from it. I mean, he really whacked his head. They're trying to say that what happened yesterday had nothing to do with that particular incident. It, this could f- very well just be because of old age. See, that's He's eighty-one. So the calls have resurfaced. You know, and it's a more popular notion than ever for either term limits or age limits or something with a lot of these old folks. Okay, take Diane Feinstein. I don't even think she knows where she is. No, she doesn't. And, and, you know, the Democrats turned on her. She's been a senator for how many terms? She's, what, 89 years old? I forget how old she is, but she's old. And, and let's be honest, she has Alzheimer's or she's got dementia. She's got something going on. Poor woman has no idea where she is, never mind to rule and, and make any kind of decision as a senator. The Democrats are like, get rid of her now. Dump her. And she's in an old feisty Diane Feinstein's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. She doesn't remember that much. Well, but, what's the, listen, we all agree that you, you, you can't be that out of it. It being elected. You just can't look at Biden, for God's sakes. But I, what's the best way to handle it? Is it term limits or now, will they ever get to a point? We actually say there's an age limit for this. I, I think it's got to be, you know, and, and if they don't take it as an age limit or they don't take it as a term limit, then there should be when you reach a certain point, you have to undergo cognitive testing. And I don't care if it's your 65 yeah. or you're 95. I mean, because my family's a prime example. My dad died at 98. He was the sharpest attack. Knew everything. There was no mental capacity problems whatsoever. My mother, mush brain at 75. Well, look you know, what we had yesterday. Look at the two 80-year-olds. Mick Jagger versus Joe Biden. You want to say that Mick Jagger's not with it? Yeah, true. So not all 80-year-olds are the same, but, but a lot of these folks are just gone. It's And, you know, Mitch McConnell's one of them. I mean, we went through a Maxine Waters 
uh, Diane Feinstein. There's a number of them. It, it, something needs to be done, you know. But they keep on winning re-elections. It's like who votes Mitch McConnell in in Kentucky? It's like, come on, is he just like just because you know the name, you hit the button, you say, okay, I want him again? Yes, yeah, name recognition. This guy's like, been there forever. He's for longer probably than Biden, right? Or at least the same amount of time. Wow. I don't know. But they say it was a good 20 seconds of, I'm lost. I have no idea where I am right now. I don't know who it was on his staff that stepped in, but he said, you know, would you like to stay here? Would you like to go? And then he sounded fine that where he said, and that's his joke. He said to the president, Chris. I got sandbagged because it's what Joe said when, oh, he, when fell he fell yeah. at, the, at the Air Force Academy. He was okay after that, after he pressed the reset button, but man, it was bad. So yeah, they need a mental acuity. To, you need a physical test, too. Well, I, True. I like my idea of a 40-yard dash. Get out there. <laughs> you got to run the 40 another six seconds. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can run the 40 All right, under six five seconds, <laughs> and then uh, you get drafted by the Titans. I don't know. Uh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, they, there's got to be something. It's like, you know, it's, it's kind of like when it comes to driving. Should you have, you know, a cognitive testing for people once they hit X age, you know, for years, every year to make sure they're okay to drive? Let's be honest. We've all encountered somebody on a highway in South Florida that should not be behind the wheel. Uh, yeah, every day. Uh, and if not a hundred that you see every day. But you know what? I've seen just as bad 20-year-olds driving. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I you think know? they're worse. So their defense on that is, well, test them too. I test test everybody. Well, you know, I, and I the 40-yard dash. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. I like this 40-yard dash idea you have, Oh, Bill. shut up over there, would you? <laughs> I'm thinking, who, who would win in a race? Uh, Clarence Thomas or uh, Alito? Oh, I'm uh, Clarence Thomas. Uh, yeah, I, I, he's going to smoke him? Oh, yeah. No, I think I'm going, bigger. A, I'm going Alito. He's a little shorter. He's All right. Short, yeah, he's got little legs. Yeah, you don't close. even see him under the rope. <laughs> yeah, but he's closer to the ground. So I think, yeah, he's going to do, I think he'd be, yeah. And by <laughs> the way, this is for the Supreme Court justices, and yes, they have to race too. Yeah. Not just the senators and congressmen. <laughs> it got to be in the robe. Oh, absolutely. Oh, come That's on. That saying. You have to yeah. race in the attire you would work in. So the, yes. so the Congress people are in uh, full business suits. Oh, well, that's that's kind of absolutely. well. But I think the robes, no, that's not very good. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's going to be drag, without a doubt. All right, moving on. Jen, this is going to incense you, oh, which God, is why what? we're doing it. What? Who won so, the lottery? Obviously, we know that uh, Mega Millions is got. Oh. It's it'll be a billion by the time Friday hits, it, it, or it close to it. Hasn't changed in two days. Come on! But we just had the big Powerball one point two billion dollar jackpot. Right. This lady in Massachusetts, she didn't win the big one, but she got all five numbers right, which shockingly is only worth a million bucks. But that's I take all it. you get. You're one off, You're and you one, win a million. You win a million. That's it. It's that's a billion getting, dollar difference. Well, maybe the uh, key to the winning numbers is. Right in front of us. What's that? Two of the winning numbers that she picked were 7 and 11. You know why she chose them? Don't even tell me. She was at a 7-11. Oh, come on, please. That was two of the five she needed to win. And she says, that was the key because I was undecided about those two. I'm going to slap this woman. (laughs) She deserves a million bucks. What were the other three numbers? Oh, the other three numbers, this is interesting, were inspired by her favorite race car drivers. Okay. A Massachusetts race a Massachusetts, car fan. I was going to say, if it was Kentucky, Alabama, maybe All I understand right. that one, but a Massachusetts race car fan. I don't even know a race car driver, never mind the number of their car. That's sad, isn't it? They've fallen on tough times. Not No one is talking about NASCAR anymore. Wow. 
I don't know. I don't understand these point systems, too. They got a point system like soccer does. It's like, okay, you got X amount of points if you do this. It's too confusing. It's. I agree with you wholeheartedly. All right, we'll simplify the news, hopefully. Coming up next with Rapid Fire, just past bottom of the hour. I'll uh, go around the room with news you need to know and more next, the South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. What it is and what's going on, we'll try to find out here. Jen's kind of kick it off. Well, this is something we haven't talked about yet, and it's probably something you don't want to hear, but the Fed wrapped up their two-day of meetings yesterday. And as oh, what damage did they do now? Yeah, well, they raised rates once again a quarter of a percentage point to the range of five and a quarter to five and a half percent. The highest rate since 2001. Yeah. But Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, said, don't worry, inflation's coming down. They're no longer forecasting a recession for this year. I'm like, really? However, they did not leave out the fact that when they meet the next time, they're not going to raise rates like four more times before the end of the year. Yeah. Just okay. brutal. It was the 11th hike, by the way, since March of 2022. They're 11th. screwing up every segment of this economy. They really are. That binomics yeah. working really well, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's great. Wow. They keep telling you it is. Yeah. Well, yeah wasn't it Korean Jean-Pierre that came out, what was it, two days ago? And it's like, we're starting to feel the effects of binomics. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. no one can afford to live. <laughs> yeah, right in the shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, oh, and, and, and just to complain just a little bit more, because I feel like complaining sure. today. When did gas go up 30 cents a gallon? I don't know. Just I went to get gas yesterday. It was three seventy nine. I was like, "What the heck happened?" No explanation. It's just all of a sudden you drive by it and it's thirty, forty cents more expensive. It defies all supply and demand laws. It makes no sense. Oh. I was like, "Wow!" I don't know. Two days ago it was three thirty. Not anymore. No. Well, sadly, we lost uh, Sinead O'Connor, young age of fifty six, the singer. She had uh, quite a few hits, a, a, a strong legacy. She had inspired apparently a lot of people. I saw a ton. Of just dedications and memorials coming up from some a lot of famous people. Uh, they're not claiming anything suspicious here. Yeah. It was, she was found unresponsive at her London home. Had just moved there. I yeah, guess. it's sad, you know. And they said, ever. Her, I guess her son was it. Her son that committed suicide was it yeah. last year? Yeah. And they said he hasn't. She hasn't been of right mind. She she's had mental health issues most of her life. Yeah, yes. and, and she admitted was, it. Yeah, she, yeah. I mean, yeah. she was put in an asylum at the age of fifteen because of abusive mother. Yeah. Mm. So I, I I mean, this woman has dealt with some many demons over her life. So I mean, they were kind of hinting that it may have been a suicide. But if they're saying there's no foul play. Maybe, unfortunately, she had a heart attack. What was she, 50? What was it? 56. Yeah. Oh, young. that's young. So here's an interesting take. Uh, somebody that really liked her a lot and apparently knew her was Morrissey, you know, the singer. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, the media are a bunch of hypocrites because they treated her like garbage when she was alive, and now they're trying to treat her like a hero. Oh, wow. He says, this morning, came up with this quote, she was dropped by her labor a label after selling 7 million albums for him. She became crazed, yes, but uninteresting, never. Hmm. She had done nothing wrong. She had proud vulnerability. And she says to uh, mm. praise her now is hypocritical only because it's too late. Yeah, well, he's not wrong about that. Interesting take. Yeah. We tend well, to do that. Yeah, fortunately. Um, wow. No, it's sad. I mean, look, I was never a big fan, so I, mean, I won't be a hypocrite. I'm, I was never really a big fan of, of Sinead O'Connor. I didn't like what she did with... The, the picture of the Pope. I know that's one thing everybody always thinks about with her, but it's still sad. You don't like hearing something I like that. I still think for no. most people, that's the, the first thought when you hear Sinead O'Connor oh. is the Pope thing. I'll well. never forget watching that with my very Catholic girlfriend at the time at in the dorms at USF, and 
Oof, didn't go over well. No. And I was, I think I was at RMF at the time, and there was a lot of talk about pulling her song because of that. But you have to put it put it in the context of why she did it. Today, it would probably be accepted because she ripped up the Pope's picture because she said the Vatican's doing nothing about all of these priests right. abusing young boys across the country. It wouldn't get any attention now. And, and they wouldn't even, they weren't even talking about the abuse back then. No. So she was trying to bring it to the right. attention so that now she'd probably be put on a pedestal for doing it, to be quite honest with you. Well, she wouldn't be canceled, that's, no. that's for sure. No. Which is well, sign of times there, but so I'm going all fluffier, guys. Uh-oh. I am as fluffy as can be. Oh, good. We need fluff. <laughs> it's near the end of the day. Come on. We've talked about, well, maybe it's not fluffy for Matt Damon, who probably still kicks himself, but we've talked about, you know, different actors who have turned down different roles, you know, like uh, Will Smith in, in The Matrix and all these different things that we've heard Will about. Will Smith turned down The Matrix? Yeah. Thank Sean Connery God. turned down wow. Gandalf. Stuff like that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but how about Matt wow. Damon? Turning down the lead role that Sam Worthington has in Avatar. Oh, the deal that he turned wow. down. He just he just disclosed this in an interview a couple days ago. You know, making the rounds for Oppenheimer before the strike and everything. He said that he lost out on about two hundred and fifty million dollars in turning down the role in Avatar. Net to him, two fifty. Yeah, but wasn't he like involved with? Wasn't it the Jason Bourne series or something? And they wouldn't let him out of the contract to go do Avatar. Well, he, I mean, he didn't. I didn't see. He the, turned it down. He, he said, turned it down. Said he had the opportunity because he said yeah. you'll never find an actor. There'll never be anybody that has lost more money than me. Yeah. Wow. He said that because they offered him points. That's right. He said it that wasn't they, even. Gonna, it was going to be points on the total movie gross. Yep. It was going to be a portion of the movie profits, which took wow. in. Wow. You know. Over, between the two, over three billion dollars globally between the two movies Jeez. so far, and there's still three more that are going to come out in the future. So then he did Mars or whatever it was. What was that movie? Oh, he the, was, Martian? the Martian. The Martian. Great movie. That was it's a great, great movie. movie. Now listen, Matt Damon had a great career. I'm not. I'm not crying for him by any means. He's got plenty of money, but still, that's for it's him. You got to look back on that and be like, oh. <laughs> That was like when they asked Frank Sinatra, "What was your biggest regret?" He said, "Passing up the song Misty." Wow. Yeah, and well, he went, and look what it did for him. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, well, it works. <laughs> uh, well, I'll stay with the Hollywood theme. Now that uh, things are slowing down at the box office because of the actor's strike and the writer's strike, we'll first talk about Barbie. Oh. Such a success. Yes. Mattel has announced they have several more projects in the works. Really? As long as people come back to work. Oh, 14 movies. What? Are in the works. It's based on... Mattel things. Oh. Polly Pocket. Wow. Thomas and Friends. American Girl. That's going to be creepy. Those dolls are creepy. <laughs> Hot Wheels. And of course, Barney. What, oh, like a wow. Hot Wheels movie? That'd be cool. Hot Wheels. I used to love those things. Look oh. at this. I Starring The Wheels. Rock and Vin Diesel. Oh, please. I still no. am. <laughs> you know you got to do it. <laughs> no. And on that Hot note, Wheels, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> This is something, this is kind of indicative of what our choices are going to be in the future. August 30th, hitting the theaters, Slother House. Oh, no. A a tale of college sorority girls fighting for their lives, running from a killer sloth. Okay, see, this is happening already. (laughs) Movies that never would have seen the light of day. You called this last week. They're They're desperate for it. They're like, oh, yeah. It's okay. Like, it's like, you know, Universal's like, uh, what do we got in the can? What's done? We got Slaughter House. Do it. Just send it out. <laughs> Just send it out. The slowest something. the slowest death in the world. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is something that, that's something that would have been on the sci-fi channel on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I know. It's that. No, at like two in the morning. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Get ready. Just All right. Well, the uh, U.S. <laughs> women's soccer team got a big win with a tie. Yes. If, you, if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> 
I don't understand how a tie is a win. But they needed okay. to get a tie to move on. It was against the Netherlands. This must have been late in the game, Diener, because I saw it was like in the 40th minute. I saw an update, and they were still losing one nothing. Yeah, no, you're right. It was because I was actually watching around that point. I had it on some of it, and it was going into halftime. I'm like, I gotta go to bed because the game didn't start till nine, and it was like almost 10:30 by halftime. How's oh, this geez. for dominance, though? The first time the U.S. went into halftime trailing in a World Cup match since 2011. How about that? Wow. They weren't used okay. to losing. Now, they oh. played the Netherlands for the, the World Cup, right? They were, that was the final four years ago, yeah, when the U.S. won. Now, are the same girls on the U.S. team and are the same girls on the Netherlands team? Uh, I should say women. Not 100%, but you know some of the big names are still there for, for each team. How's that Rapino chick doing? Eh, she's old, so it's not as good as she used to be, but eh, just being honest. Now, they're not kneeling for the national anthem, which was a problem before, but right. they're, they're being criticized for a lackluster response. They're kind of looking well, around. The ne- the uh, Dutch girls, though. Oh, they were them? all into it, yeah. They were holding shoulders, and they were kind of like, oh, and they were singing along to their anthem. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, that was definitely a slap in the face to the, the, the soccer team for Yeah, us. it was. That was, yes, you know, this is us. Right. We take pride in our country. Why don't you do the same, punks? It is. No, you're right. It is a rivalry between them. And But it is true when you talk about the points. I'll just tell you real quick. As far as the draw, you want the... For the U.S. yesterday, they're down one nothing late. You're praying for that equalizer just so you can get one point in the standings. And that's what happens. So instead of losing outright, you get zero points for that. You get the draw. You get one point in the standings. And that at least elevated them to the point where now they're almost guaranteed to get through to the next round. I like a win. A yeah. clean oh, win. I'm with you. Both. I'm with you. But Who it's came up with these rules? Who came up with these rules? You're stupid. I don't know, FIFA. Blame them. <laughs> Europe. And they were all crooked, weren't they? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. So I'll finish off this. Uh, Travis Kelsey. You know him. Oh, that's that football player. That's him. He had a, a brother dope. played too, right? They yes. played each other in yeah. the Super Bowl, that's right? right? Okay. No one has a dope. Bill is correct. He's but he's dope. Is he the bigger of the two? He's a tight end. He's uh, the star tight end for the Chiefs. Probably the best tight end in football right now. So no, he's not a tight end. He doesn't block. Oh, he's an know. overgrown wide receiver. <laughs> On the stats, he's okay. a tight end. <laughs> so he's the smaller of the two brothers. Because yes, okay. his brother is an offensive tackle, I think. His brother is a moose. Yes. But anyway, apparently none of that impressed Taylor Swift. Because Travis Kelsey, when she came to Arrowhead to do as part of her Eras tour... She was having a concert there, and Travis Kelsey wanted to take his shot. He knew she's single. He's single. Oh, really? He thought, I'm going to try to give her my phone number. Taylor Swift wasn't happy. And <laughs> now he says he's heartbroken because Taylor Swift turned him down. Can you imagine if that did happen? <laughs> he says it did. Wow. That bra- her- what that breakup song would sound like. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was thinking about that, though. I'm like, do you really want, I mean, for Travis Kelsey, I mean, he's, he's kind of a goofball anyway, but great player. You really want to be the next subject of well, you can hear the Taylor Swift's album? You may have some moves on the field, but not on the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> you can hear it now. She would have destroyed him. Oh, yeah. He's so, not that good looking. I mean, I guess it depends on your taste, but... He is to those Midwest lady fans. Oh, yeah. And then again, look at the guys she's dated. None of them, with the exception of Tom Hiddleston, he was about the only one I really liked. God, she was with him. Yeah, that, I think that oh, was... Oh, there's hundreds. Wow. I think that was just... They were friends, to be quite just honest the thing? with you. Yeah. So sorry, sorry, Travis Kelsey. She should do a whole album series about all the guys she's been with. Yeah, she's had she like, has. She has, has but it's usually the one she dumps, yes. but or she gets dumped by. Anyway, go ahead. Done, done. Oh, you're done. Okay, all right, good. Kevin Spacey got a big win in court yesterday, and I love him. And he says he's going to tell all about the real Hollywood. <gasps> Can't wait. That's what I'm looking forward to. We got that and more coming up next. The Self Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. 
I'm enormously grateful to the jury for having taken the time to examine all of the evidence and all of the facts carefully before they reached their decision. And I am humbled by the outcome today. Kevin Spacey had an incredible day in court yesterday, cleared of all charges. Sexual harassment charges. This is a four-week trial. So for four weeks, he had to sit there. And I think he was on the stand for like a day and a half. But for most of that, it was people, you know, I guess the last week was was his moment to shine. But before that, say two and a half weeks of people coming up, just trashing him, saying, this man did this to me, this man did that to me. And he finally got his day in court where he got up on the stand. And at one point, he said one of the people... There were four guys. One of the guys he had a relationship with, and he actually pointed the guy out, and he said, how could you stab me in the back like this? We had a relationship. It was consensual. You know it. Now you're doing this, what, for money? To make me look bad? Close to five years he's fought this. Wow. It was about a four-week trial. Elton John, one of his character witnesses to support the guy, he had said when this all started, because let's not forget, he lost his career over this. Lost everything. He said, I'm going to blow the lid off what the accusations in Hollywood are really like and who really does bad stuff. Wow. And I can't wait. It should be interesting because what was that? He was on that HBO show. It was huge. It was kind of like, you know, Succession or or one of those series. House of Cards, I think, is what it was. And they literally canceled. They just shut down production and fired him. That's it. Done. Show's gone. For the flimsiest of allegations, too. I (laughs) mean, based on nothing. And and you know what? So uh, the guy got his life back, but he he lost everything. They they destroyed his career. They destroyed his reputation, and he was nothing in Hollywood. Now now he's going to get even good for him. He's going to. You know what? If somebody once asked me, you know, what's the greatest revenge? And they say success is the greatest revenge, especially against the people who put you there. So maybe he comes back and he wins an Academy Award. Who knows? But. Good for him. I'm, it was nice to see because I've always liked him. Me too. Great actor, but I mean, it just it just didn't. None of this ever seemed right. Even going back to something not involved with these cases was that Martha's Vineyard accusation. That oh, that, it was the newscaster, news anchor's son. Yes. Uh, Same again, thing. that story fell apart. They just they, they they got together and decided, and I am convinced that they were in cahoots. The uh, the accusers here. That here's somebody we can uh, we can get money out of. I think his attorneys brought that up. He said, "Isn't it convenient that you all have the same tale? It's like almost the exact same story." You know, ironically, here's another case of a victim of the Me Too movement. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. Even though it was mostly about women, here he is. Yeah, and there's to... people who don't have any name recognition still fighting to get their careers and lives back after false allegations. It's all it takes one accusation, and you're all done. And who really gets hurt? The real accuser. Unfortunately, the, the, yeah, the, the real, real victims. Yeah, you're right. People who really were part of you know a sexual harassment lawsuit, and they're going to lose because of this. Yeah. Anyway, good for Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Oh, it's time for us to say goodbye. Stay dry today. Thanks for being here. We'll be back tomorrow morning at six o'clock. We'd love to see you then. Take care.